Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy. It's Monday, April 22nd, Easter Monday in some places. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Mm. It's also Earth Day, which is funny because I, I rem- <laughs> I'm so old. I remember the first Earth Day. <laughs> uh, I can understand the wanting to pick a date, but there's all sorts of festivities today. And, you know, like I wonder who's going to go to things when it's a work day. Of course, the community that I live in is, whew, that breeze is a little strong. I may not be staying out here. Oh, yeah, definitely. On the east side of the house, it's way too strong. We could try the secret garden. Shall we try it? It's unusual for the wind to be coming from the east like that, but we have a storm coming in, so we're supposed to get some rain this afternoon and evening. Just a rainy year. Probably when it comes to monsoon season, it'll just like totally dry up. <laughs> okay, see the passageway of doom here. out here. Problem is, is it's not sunny yet. You can hear the little fountain that we've going on the, got going on the pond. Part aerator, part fountain. Lilac is getting ready to bud. Bud out, bloom. It's budding. Plants are really coming up now. I spent some time over the weekend uh, getting my uh, garden cleaned up, doing various things. I'm sort of taking it easy. I'm working on this whole moderation concept where I like, only do a couple of hours of yard work at a time instead of like spending the whole day and exhausting myself. Okay, well, I'm going back in. It's not enough. Not warm enough. Would be if I could get in the sun, but it's still too shady right now. Alas. So, I finished the Fiery Citadel on Friday. Woohoo! I think some of you saw me post about that. Got that all done and sent off to Editor Jenny that afternoon. Pretty much hot off the press. And then it's funny, you know, like over the a couple hours later, as I was sitting reading on the patio, I thought of something I'd meant to put in there and forgot towards the end. And then over the weekend, uh, more things started coming to me about the story. But I think that's a nice part of the process. It's like once you finish it and then step away and don't work on it for a few days, um, ideas start flowing about it again. And so what I do when I do that is I just take notes. I have my copious little paper notes that I keep and cross off as I add them. Sometimes I decide later, nah, that's not a great idea. Um, and what's kind of cool is that the archive at 
Texas A&M, run by Jeremy Brett, keeps track of all of those for me. They have a Jeffy Kennedy archive, so I have this fantasy that someday somebody will want to go and uh, research, look at all of my little notes. But overall, I'm very happy with it, and um, it's weird. You know, I, I know I've talked about All writers talk about this, you know, like that some books write easier than others. And what's funny is is that some parts write easier than others. So while I really, you know, took some time on some of the earlier sections and slowed down at the middle, you know, and I know I had that, you know, a couple of weeks where I went back and kind of retooled, but then the ending really went very well. <laughs> Knock on wood, but it, yeah, went kind of lickety split. So I was, um, it was actually kind of fun and easy, which I hate to say because that feels like uh, getting some water. Move the microphone away from that. Um, feels like, uh, uh, I don't know, chasing myself. <laughs> now, Two years from now, when you guys read this book, you'll come back to this podcast and you'll be saying, Jeffy, it's because you totally bailed on that ending. But actually, I know I didn't. It's a good ending. It's, um, I think, exciting and full of interesting reveals. And it's emotional. And I am I'm happy with it. I don't care what you guys think. <laughs> How's that for an out-of-context quote you could probably use to... Sink me on social media, should you wish to. Ah. Ah. Now, on the other hand, my office chair is in the sun, and that is very nice. So, feels good to have that done. It also feels good to not have pressure to move into the next thing right away. I'm taking a little bit of time off this week. Going to uh, catch up on a few business things. I'm going to try to do a little yard work every day. After this, I'm going to go out and do a couple hours of yard work. I'm having lunch with a friend that we've been trying to get together for lunch since January. (laughs) I was supposed to, it's really my fault, but you know, we kept having those snowstorms and We'd figured out a day we were supposed to have lunch, and I sent her that gif of Jon Snow and the blizzard looking miserable. <laughs> I was like, don't make me leave my house. She's very understanding and sweet. And then, because I'm a terrible friend, I forgot for quite a while. And then she messaged to ask me about something, and I was like, oh, holy shit, I was supposed to get back with you about another lunch date, and I don't know where my head has been. So, we are meeting today, and I'll probably buy her lunch to make up for it. (laughs) That would be the nice thing to do, wouldn't it? Yeah, so I'm going to do that. I have some phone calls this week, catching up with my mentees. I'm going to, my mom was asking me about my new shiny idea that I was talking about a while back wondering what had become of that. And what I'd done was I tabled that while I finished writing Fiery Citadel. But I'm going to finish working up that idea 
for Agent Sarah this week. She's uh, doing. She's going out to LA this week, actually, to meet with agents and stuff and get me my own HBO miniseries. <laughs> I hope. Wouldn't that be nice? And I'm going to get that proposal worked up for her to look at it. If I feel shiny about it, I might start writing it. I don't know. I'm I'm not worrying about it right now because right now I'm still feeling a little bit um empty well. A little bit Yeah, a little drained. Not not terrible. Not as bad as I've been other times. But it's hard for me to think about what I'm gonna write next. So I'm just going to leave it until I feel that come up again. And we'll see how fast editor Jenny gets back to me with comments. I suspect she's going to come back pretty quickly. I wouldn't be surprised if she didn't read the book over the weekend. Um, And if she does, then I will go ahead and do those edits. I will. um, It would be nice to get that off of my plate for a while. And then, and I'll do this new shiny. And then I am going to write, I think, The Fate of the Tala, the sort of final one in this arc of Twelve Kingdoms and Uncharted Realms. Um, yeah, my, I, I need to get better about like doing trilogies, right? <laughs> Making them be actual trilogies. But I don't really think that way. So right now it'll end up being like The Twelve Kingdoms is three... But, you know, I was not the one who wanted to give this series a new name. That was, Candy Zangton insisted on that uh, when we did, because we did the original three-book deal, and then when they bought the next two books, and they only did two and not three, uh, they insisted on changing the series title and wanting to rebrand, which, you know, they didn't rebrand that much. They gave me better covers. That was nice. <laughs> um, I like the Pages of the Mind and Edge of the Blade covers much, much better than the first three. They just look so much better, look more fantasy. They lowered the price. Let's see. I don't think they changed. They still called it the same genre. Um, yeah, they're well, okay, the first three are labeled fantasy, and then the two Uncharted Realms books are labeled fantasy romance. So, yeah. So anyway, that'll make that the first three are Twelve Kingdoms, and then Uncharted Realms will have officially five. And I would have much rather have the whole thing be uh, Twelve Kingdoms. And if I get those rights back, which we're talking about because uh, Kensington doesn't have any of the books available in print stock anymore, jerks. See if we can't get that. If we do that, I might just call the whole series. So that would be what? Seven, eight, eight. It would be an eight book series, which. The Twelve Kingdoms, which I think makes perfect sense. And then I could even write four more and have 12, which people are always saying there should be 12 books, right? But the fate of the Tala will kind of wrap up um, part of that arc. Which, yeah. yeah, there are certain things that need to be handled. And then we could start out a new thing. I really do want to write... Um, 
Esther and Stella's story. I know many of you have asked about that. I thought that their story would come much sooner than this. <laughs> but alas, no. And so, so yeah, that's that's my plan is I'm going to work on those things. And it's nice not to have a lot of things stacked up. We'll see if we sell the new shiny. Um, once I finish the fate of the Tala, depending on new shiny, I might just go ahead and write this third St. Martin's book. I have a few ideas for the title, which I meant to send Jenny. I'm now thinking about and just get that off my plate, especially while it's in my head. Um, you know, they have them coming out three years apart. So, <laughs> and I'm now seeing as, you know, clearly this is how I tell stories because as I'm writing the second book, I am, or as I was writing the second book, Fiery Citadel, I was seeing ways that I could branch the story out after this. And I'm, I think I'm going to lay that in because there are definitely things I would like to do in that world. And then people have asked if there will um, be a takeoff on Sorcerer's Moons do more in that world. That might be fun, too. The nice thing about the uh, the indie series is they do help even out income, you know, until I get wildly rich. That really does help to have that steady income from the retailers. Um, I think I mentioned that the store is open on my website. And thank you all for buying stuff from the store. I see you guys doing it, and that's really fun. It's really nice to see uh, I, I get emails every time somebody buys something. So that's kind of cool. It's like, oh, somebody bought one of my books. That's so nice. And I get the money coming in on a daily basis. So that's helpful, too, especially when I need to buy lunch for my friends that I have neglected terribly because I'm absent-minded. And then... <clears throat> Excuse me, <laughs> that was probably loud. Uh, for the final part of our episode, we will do Game of Thrones spoilers. Let's talk about what happened on Game of Thrones last night. So if you don't want Game of Thrones spoilers, um, you can sign off now. And I will probably talk to you all tomorrow. I think I'll podcast this week, even though I'm not working. Okay, so turn it off. Okay, bye. Now they're gone. So let's talk about what did and did not happen on Game of Thrones last night. I saw people this morning talking about how much they liked it. Um, the I thought the Arya-Gendry pairing was kind of fun, but also a little bit off the wall. I did not, I don't know, I just didn't, I, I guess I didn't ship them as a couple. And I don't know, I don't really love Gendry, maybe. It doesn't really do it for me. And I don't know if I've, you know, Arya is okay, but I don't love her the way other people do. So it was kind of meh. Um, John and Daenerys giving each other kind of brooding looks was, I don't know, didn't really work for me. I felt like um, I didn't dislike the episode. I'm surprised that, you know, like uh, Agent Sarah mentioned, she loved it last night and she 
watched it two and a half more times this morning while she was packing. So certainly there were th- there were some great character stuff, and it was really fun that way. In the same way that the season eight first episode was really fun, um, you know, all of the characters coming together. It was cool putting them all in one big circle and having them have a conversation. Um, one of the things that George does, you know, is he has his characters make near misses, and it was really fun when we could actually get them in a room together. So this was very satisfying that way. And there were some wonderful things happened. I loved Jamie knighting Brienne. I uh, loved, you know, all of the, you know, the I loved Jamie and Tyrion sitting there and, and having a drink and talking about what their father would think. <laughs> and so it was it was a good episode for that whole long night of waiting before the dead arrive and all of the things that people do. Um I think I would have liked it better if we hadn't had one episode essentially already like that. So, you know, it's sort of like we have two episodes now of people saying clever things to each other and nothing really advancing in the plot. And so uh you know, nobody died. David and I were talking about who's going to die, and nobody did. So it's all going to happen at once, I think, is what's the way it's going to go down. Uh, I also found, I you know, it's funny because I want to say that a lot of the dialogue didn't ring true for me and that it's because they've departed so far from George's stories. But, you know, they've been departed for a while, so I'm not sure what the deal is there. I don't know if there's different writers or if they just don't care so much. But you know that heart-to-heart between Daenerys and Sansa, I just did not buy that conversation. Um, I don't think Daenerys would have had that conversation. I don't think she would... I don't think she gives a flying F if, <laughs> look at me, you know, I curse freely, but the right then I changed, you know, was discreet. I don't think she gives a fuck what Sansa thinks, you know. I'm, I just don't see it, you know, and them kind of having like the, the cutesy um, talking about being in love with John and that sort of thing. Normally I would really enjoy that kind of conversation and I, I I do want them to have a friendship, but I just felt like that was it. Kind of came out of the blue, and I didn't I didn't see the need for it. So, and I thought, um, I don't know. People are maybe going to be shipping Theon and Sansa now, which I'd be all right with, since they're both so sexually damaged at this point. It'd probably work out fine for them. So, you know, it was a good lover's episode. Normally I should eat that up, and I just didn't because a lot of it felt um, felt kind of contrived to me. Maybe I'm alone in that. But I feel like we're still waiting for something to actually happen. You know, it's sort of like, yes, yes, Cersei lied to us all, and <laughs> I don't know. So anyway, that's my take on Game of Thrones. And I won't say anything else interesting for the people who, (laughs) as if you ever do, Jeffy, um, for the people who left. So I hope you all have a wonderful Monday. I hope it's a great week for you. It's going to be a great week for me. I'm looking forward to sort of having a, uh, just a break in the routine. So I will talk to you all tomorrow. Bye-bye.